We started culturally speaking to indulge our curiosity about the way others live and a desire to inspire conversations about how we have far more in common than we realise. How are you doing today? Better. I'm not dying of some sort of allergic reaction like I was last time when we recorded. Well, we had to like was. So, um, obviously, like the seasons just changed here. Like it's we've just gone into autumn. So I always swap out all my, like I'm all about having an autumn winter wardrobe, and I mean that in every sense of the word. So Same. in. Yeah, also at home. So I swapped out all my duvets, like my blankets, my sheets, like everything. And I think the duvet that I swapped to, like, triggered a reaction. Right, like with the dust or, yeah. No, I think it's the, like, the filling of it. (laughs) (laughs) How are you dealing with it then? Are you just going to wash it or? No, no, no. Just like, I'm not using that duvet. I can't like literally like every time I went to lie down in bed I was like it was yeah it was not it was not good um so yeah no I'm much better I took an antihistamine like a new person that was hilarious so I think last week we were talking about films mainly actors and to be honest we can talk about it for hours but I'm sure nobody wants to listen to us talk about it for hours so should we talk about I've actually got a fun fact I saw this today while I was so um I had some time and I was reading um so today is October 5th day that we're recording did you know 60 years ago today the Beatles released their first single Love Me Do and the first Bond film Mr Dr No was released on the same day yeah was it planned I don't think so, but I think it's part of that whole swinging 60s, like, culture at its best, in entertainment at least. And I think because we were talking a lot about the Bond films last time, I just thought it was a nice little tie-in. I'm going to play the song a little bit. hopefully that doesn't get us in any copyright troubles but I thought you know worth a three second reminiscing so there you go fun fact of the day that's an excellent pub quiz fact again so let's move from the big screen to the small screen okay small screen I feel like one of the things that is very British and every country has it in like a different form British soaps so for anyone that's not British, the soap operas, there are a couple of big, well-known ones. They're all based in very specific parts of the UK. I will say that. So like in Mexico or in Spanish-speaking countries, you have telenovelas, which are like very dramatised. But telenovelas have like a, like a very distinct period. Like they, they end. Mm-hmm. Whereas these soaps have been going on for decades and they're almost an institution in themselves Mm -hmm. so like the really famous ones that maybe people who aren't British have heard of are things like 
EastEnders Mm -hmm. or Coronation Street. And EastEnders is kind of like we're obviously living in London and it's based in East London. It has a made up postcode um, and like a made up tube station and everything. And like the EastEnders Christmas Day episode is a thing that families watch. Like I don't even watch EastEnders and I can tell you if I'm in the UK for Christmas Day, like without fail, we will turn it on. And nobody knows what's happening because they've not watched it for probably the previous year, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't take much to pick it up because it's obviously all just highly improbable things that would not happen to like the average person, but just make great viewing for the exaggerated storylines. I have literally never seen a minute of it. But would you recognize the theme tune? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Also, another, I don't know if you know this, but you know Snoop Dogg? Yeah. He is a huge fan of Coronation Street. And it's pretty bizarre, isn't it? Like, how would Snoop Dogg find Coronation Street? And he actually reached out, well, he got his agent to reach out to the production team to see if they could get him a role on it. Like a cameo? Yeah. Oh my God. Did it happen? I don't think so. This is what he said, right? It would be perfect for me to be on the show. I love the whole dynamic, the way it is put together. It is my world. It is something I could fall into. So for context, Coronation Street, I believe, is based in the north of England. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's there's, And also they're programmed on different channels. So for people who, again, aren't British, there are... There's the BBC, mm-hmm. um, which is funded by the taxpayers and through the TV license. And then you have other channels. So um, I believe Coronation Street is part of ITV. I think so. Um, so, you know, people tend to have an allegiance to one or yes. the other, depending mm-hmm. on what kind of family you are. Um, and there are others. There are other soaps as well. It's like you wear, either wear Nike or you wear Adidas. It is a thing. So what, I, I'm one of those people that wears like Nike trainers and then like Adidas leggings. No. Because <laughs> the outfit just needed that colorway. It didn't need the brands, but it needed the colorway. I'm a full-on night girl. So I, I'm agnostic. I will mix and match if it looks good and it fits well. Fair enough. <laughs> um. So what are some of the TV shows that you actually grew up watching or still watch? So I think children's TV shows, I was a CBBC child. I didn't watch a lot of TV, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mama P would not allow that. But um, when I was allowed to watch TV, um, so I watched the the BBC version of of the children's programming. Um, So I'm trying to think of some that are probably, like, again, very British um, and of a child of the 90s. Brum, Arthur, Art Attack. Oh my god, I loved Art Attack. So for people who have been listening to us for a while, you know that I didn't grow up in the UK, but we had, uh, I'll come to my TV shows in a minute, but I had such a wild mix of British, American and Japanese growing up. Yeah. But I loved Art Attack. I loved when they, you know, when they do like, put the objects and then they zoom out and then it's a painting. I just loved it. Um. Blue Peter, obviously mm-hmm. institution, your Blue Peter badge, if, if anyone has those. Um, what else did I used to watch? 
Queen's Nose, that was another one. And then I think things like Tracy Beaker, Mm -hmm. because it was an adaptation of the books. Just uh, um, quick question, Arthur, what what are they? (laughs) Do you want to bring up a photo? Yeah, I'll I'll post a photo when this um when this episode comes out. But what what are they? Oh, they're it's a aardvarks. very good question. Yeah, it's an aardvark. Ah, oh. uh, okay. I the theme tune is still going through my head. I think with all of these things, I remember the theme tune so clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even talking to somebody yesterday about there was a TV show for younger children. It was called Come either come fly with me or come away with me and it was ba- it, it was a woman she had this older lady I can still picture her face, trench coat a dog and a, pl- a spotty plane I like it's the most ridiculous thing known to man <laughs> but the dog was called Pippin okay and I think the theme tune is still in my head but so those are my children's shows I think growing up skins as a teenager oh god yes bring back skins Nicholas Holt Dev Patel Kaya Scalaria like um what was the guy that was called Cook? What was his actual name? Oh no, James. Jack. Jack. I need to look this up. Now. Jack O'Connell. Yeah. Oh. So O'Connell, yeah, Skin, yeah. Skins was uh, iconic. What else was on British TV at that time? Mr. So, Bean. Of course. So Mr. Bean is something I used to watch with my grandparents because mm-hmm. it is multi generational. And I mean, look the the skill of Rowan Atkinson to not actually say anything but convey so much and they're still funny how does he not laugh when filming (laughs) (laughs) and they're just it's still funny it's still timeless Mm. speaking of comedy chuckle vision i don't know if you ever watched Mm, the chuckle no idea i know who they are oh to me to you yeah i know i know who they are but i've never watched it yeah that that was a big part of kind of uh, children's tv and i think more sort of recent or you know now things that I guess have exported that other people outside the UK probably know like Downton Abbey we were like a big Downton Abbey family fan because obviously the history period drama um I've never seen it spooks oh I know (laughs) um I don't know if you'd enjoy it It, it's a slow burn I feel like I do enjoy a good period drama but I don't know. It it takes me a bit of time to get into it. I think Dame Maggie Smith though has some epic like one-liners, zingers. Like, honestly, worth watching for her alone. And Spooks, obviously, we talked yes. about our love of Spooks. Um, what else is like very quint Peaky Blinders? Because mm-hmm. I'm you know, I was born not too far from where uh, it's based, so. It's really funny, actually. Um, I had a cousin who's not from the UK come over, so they, he's from Sydney, and they watched the Peaky Blinders like because it was on Netflix in lockdown, and he got the Peaky Blinders haircut. And I was like, really? <laughs> it clearly has transcended. Um, so those are kind of some of the things that I would watch now. The Crown, because it has become so. Mm global through the Netflix distribution as well but I guess about a very quintessentially British story I think it's a lot of incredible British TV that gets made Mm -hmm. um 
And I think now more than ever, it gets exported. Yes, especially with yeah. Netflix. And don't they have something called Peacock or something where they can subscribe and watch all the British dramas? Yeah, so I was, I saw somebody on Instagram who was talking about watching, so I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but this person was watching um, Love Island, the UK version, and they were hooked, like, so they were from LA, and they said, it's so, such a different show Mm -hmm. to the American version, um, that they were just hooked, and they were in. (laughs) I can confirm it is very good. I... I actually has, I've not always watched Love Island. It's only this year that, you know, I watch a few clips. I've never sat down to watch full episodes. Um, And a few years ago, you know, when we were working on the same client site. Yes. uh, A grad who was working in my team. That was, I think, probably maybe the first few seasons of Love Island. It would have been early, Hmm. right? It would have been early in the development of it, yeah. He said to me one day, oh, do you watch Love Island? Do you know their auditions are opening? And then I said, no and no. What's the relevance like, here? In what, in what world would you ever audition for Love Island? Well, that's what I said. I said, why did you ask that? That seems a very bizarre question. And he said, well, you've got a great body. So I think you might. And first of all, right (laughs) who asks that at work Um, this person yeah you know who I'm talking about but we're not gonna out people and yeah so that was my uh, I guess initial introduction to this show but I've not seen it until this year but people I think think of it as reality tv maybe vacuous people but actually it isn't it's so interesting and the social dynamics you know the courtship well it's relationships right whether those are platonic romantic or you know otherwise it's about people at the end of the day right Mm -hmm. it's about how people interact how they use each other how they negotiate with each other um so yeah as a social experiment like any of these shows Mm. it's wildly fascinating you know there's a reason we tune into things like big brother never watched it but people in their millions i mean millions in the early 2000s used to tune into big brother and if you think about it we're just it's a camera placed inside a house with a bunch of strangers encouraging them and manipulating them to do things in unusual ways Yet we are fascinated and hooked by watching other people. My worst nightmare. Um, so <laughs> the shows I grew up with, I think were significantly different just because I didn't grow up in the same country. I had Cartoon Network very early on. So I had the Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, all of those things. But also I grew up with so much Japanese anime. Um, I think that's, most people in Hong Kong's childhood is to watch. But what British stuff did you get to counteract that? So we did get Art Attack. Uh, we get Art Attack. We had, I did watch Arthur. Um, what else is British? Teletubbies British. Yes, but we're too old for Teletubbies. <laughs> like my brother, who is younger than me, would was still too old for Teletubbies. I got I given a Poe. 
at some point. Poe? The red one? Yeah. I think that would, oh, that's quite that would have been my favourite one, I think, if I were the right age for it. Wait, what were they called? Hang on. I feel like this is a problem. Oh, Lala. Ipsy. Tinky Winky. Yes. And there was this really weird the sun. baby's face yeah. in the sun. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. And the hoover. The blue hoover. Nunu. I don't remember the blue hoover. I'm sure there was something called Nunu. I might have made this up. So, what about Rugrats? Was that British? It's about like this. I remember the Angelica Rugrats. is the oldest Ange- sister, yeah. And I don't remember what the story's about. So, I met the lady who did the voiceover oh, for Angelica. Amazing. She came, no, she, she came to our school because she's a, a voiceover mm. artist and she came to our school to give a talk. I don't believe. Because of the accent, because she was really intriguing. She literally was at her talking voice, which you would never believe was Angelica. Mm-hmm. And then she flipped the, literally the entire kind of switch on her voice. Um, and it went into that very, I'm not going to do it, but that sort of high-pitched, squeaky <laughs> sound. And um, I was hoping you you'd do it. it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm what far about too for it. No, way after our time. And I'm not a Spongebob fan. I'm sorry. I mean, I, neither. Really I don't like it. Is it British though? It's Nickelodeon, so it's American. Yeah, so I'm saying that none of these are British. Oh, The Simpsons. How did we forget The Simpsons? Again, not British, but I know, but like that was a, a quintessential part of childhood. What about, um, what's that claymation thing? Wallace and Gromit. Oh, do you know there's a movie? Yes, I, I, I have seen it. <laughs> I think... I don't think I watch many other British because imagine in, apart from the British ones, I had American and Japanese shows, so I I don't think I had enough time to to have seen no everything. So there were a lot of American shows that I watched as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know things like The OC, obviously. Oh Gossip my god, Girl. OC classic. Don't you feel like it's kind of like Skins but less PG thirteen? Skins was not PG-13. All right, fine. It's like 18 plus. <laughs> I was going to say, um, Skins is gritty. Yeah. Oh, the OC was all about the glam, right? I mean, yeah. it was a very high-end society. So, yes. So good. The music as well. Again, all of these, I'm always about the soundtrack. You know that. And the soundtracks the OC was, I mean, those were music moments. I'm going to skip over Gossip Girl because otherwise we'll spend two hours talking about it. So yeah, part of my teenage years I spent in boarding school in the UK. So I got into Blackadder because, you know, loads of time after prep time before bed. Faulty Towers, Chiefs and Worcester. I think those those are my three, like, I spent so much time watching Blackadder. I went through all of the seasons. And again, same usual suspects, right? You've got Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie, Rowan Atkinson. Who's Baldrick? Baldrick's actor. What's his name? He's really good. I actually think it's getting harder and harder to distinguish which are British shows because you're getting a lot of British actors in American shows. Right, think about Game of Thrones. Everybody, or well, almost everybody, is British and they all speak with a British accent. 
Uh, do you know what though? I went through a period last year. I think I've told you about it. Where mm. I just got I nothing against it, but I really wanted to hear British accents on British productions because I just got so used to hearing consistently mm. Americanized or international accents that it was really refreshing to actually hear British voices mm-hmm. in British shows. Um, and I kind of went through a resurgence of watching British TV, which was actually really nice. It was kind of, it feels oddly comforting to hear someone that sounds similar to you. Do you remember when I told you that I bought a Jacqueline Wilson secondhand book? And yes, so she's someone I read when I was young and I hadn't realized how British things were in the book until yes. I'm reading them now because when I was little I wouldn't have known any difference and yeah it was nice but now you can yeah now you can identify and this is why like I love watching London on a tv show so so there's a show that I watched The Split which is about mm-hmm. and they're divorce lawyers or family lawyers um based in London and London looks glorious by the way in this production I, it's London at its best you know the sun's shining it's gorgeous the fashion is also gorgeous, I might add. But I just love the fact that I can see my city. Yes. On Bill. And they're, they're places that you and I walk, we go, we know mm-hmm. in the city, you know. Um, and even things like the houses. Granted, they're probably not where you and I are living, but they're very British in character. And it's, yeah, it's very... I'm, I'm like that. Like, every time you see any kind of, like, international blockbuster films and then there's a scene with like the Hong Kong Victoria Harbour I'm like oh my god it's Hong Kong like I get super excited and I think it's just about the kind of how relatable it is right that you can yes imagine everything a little bit better because you know the place um but I think so you're not into true crime I know that I am very much into true crime and actually there's a lot of amazing like cop dramas like detective dramas police dramas from the bbc so line of duty did i tell you i met this guy the actor from line of duty which one in the line in look i don't know because i don't watch it but when i was standing in the line in state queue yeah everyone was going about oh there's an actor there's an actor and i was like <laughs> and then they pointed about and apparently it's a guy from line of duty might be stephen graham Anyway, anyway, Line of Duty is amazing. And for people who've not watched it, I think they're all on Netflix. In particular, the Tandy Newton season was super good. Um, There was a really old one called Prime Suspects from 1991. And it stars (laughs) the amazing Helen Mirren. And I think when you said Skins was gritty, this is what I like about old-timey British police dramas they don't sugarcoat anything they fully reflect you remember in one of our earlier seasons we talked to this um lady who's a was she a constable or a sergeant or something and she mentioned back in the day on a woman's first day at work you need to flip your skirt up and get your bum stamped that was in Life on Mars like another great old-timey police drama and I really like the realness of these which I think sometimes in American or even Canadian shows 
like the wire you do see that grittiness but mostly it's glamorized think about csi what the hell <laughs> it's not realistic no it's not quite like uh, there is what's the one here silent witness yeah that's about mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah that's gone on for ages it's like on the 14th season or something and the bill that was yes. another one about and the one i messaged you about the other day the capture yes i'm not gonna spoil Which it i ironically told you about but yes. forgot about myself it was good though I haven't very I haven't started this new season, but it was very good. I always like a good storyline and a good twist. So as I messaged you today, I like being amazed. So <laughs> I just like being amazed shocked. or shocked. Both. I think it, it's shocked. It can be both. I just like basically looking at the screen and going like, what? Like really? And yeah, that that ticks many boxes for me. Um, so some other exports or rather globally popular shows, I think would be something like Top Gear. Yes. Although scandalously, I think it ended quite abruptly. I mean, we won't talk about the post Jeremy era. No, doesn't count, does it? No, no, absolutely not. Bake Off. So do you know what's really funny? In America, they don't call it Great British Bake Off. They call it the baking show or something. Yes. I think Bake Off isn't a a vocab for them. (laughs) But they have dance-offs. So it's the same concept, isn't it? But do you know Strictly Come Dancing here? It's Dancing dancing with with the Stars or something. Yeah. Or maybe it's a copyright thing. Maybe they don't want to pay as much. On the licensing. Mm-hmm. But Bake Off, I'm not going to mention post Mary Berry era either. I, I'm sorry. No. I love Sandy Toxic. So I refused to watch after Mary. Yeah. Exited stage left. Same. Because I can't stand Paul. I think he's all right as long as Mary's there. That's what I mean. But Mary without Paul is just... But also the show without Mel and Sue is not the same. Exactly. Yes. I also met her at Edinburgh Fringe. Sorry, we were sidebarring so much about all the random people we've met, but yeah. I'm trying to think who I've met now. I've met Kiefer Sutherland uh, in Covent cool. Garden. Also Covent Garden, but on a different day, I've met Stephen Fry. Um, and I've met Jackie Chan. But also in passing, like at some event. Um, before we move on from Bake Off, I was gonna, I was just wondering if any of the innuendos get across the pond. This is the thing. I wonder why. Like, it does it translate? Does the because a soggy bottom? I, yeah, our humor is very tongue in cheek. How do I say this? Yes, but also it's very nuanced like it's not overtly funny unless you understand like the double nonsense right I was gonna say like okay things like a soggy bottom yeah or if you think about the office which the original is actually Ricky Gervais's version yeah it's completely different and I'll be honest I actually prefer the US one most of the time I think if you look at any of Ricky Gervais's shows again the jokes are very nuanced, as you said, and, and 
quite subtle. But the US office is more like actually ha 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 laugh out loud moments. So I've tried with the US office mm. and I have watched some of it, but just, I don't know. Maybe I've missed the boat on it. To I be think honest. that's the, the difference could be that I watched the US one first. That's the problem. So I've watched the British. Yeah. Great show, though. I think both are great separately. Um, Speaking of rant, Little Britain, I feel like we'd be amiss if we didn't oh mention God. Little Britain. I enjoyed it so I know much. It's, I know it's so on PC in this day and age, and I know, you know, that they're not... Actually, they're not showing it anymore, are they? They're not distributing it. But that is specifically, in my personal opinion anyway, the problem with what's happening to comedy everything's too pc yeah. it's not funny anymore yeah but no but yeah but no but yeah but sorry i'm i'm there um i oh, little britain was an institution for like christmas time viewing in our family i mean speaking of other great british exports and comedy mm. of course gavin and stacy richard Cor- R- james corden sorry <laughs> richard corden who's that richard corden i don't know who richard corden is james corden however yeah, yeah. That's a good show. I feel like that's almost like our our answer to friends. Like not quite, but it's that kind of feel. Do you know what I mean? Like a relaxed Gavin and Stacey. Hmm. hmm. Because also the location and like where they're from, like Wales, Barry Island, mm. Essex, like they're almost the other character in yeah. you know, that those in and obviously it's part of the, the show. Oh, so much good TV. So apart from, I guess, the small screen then, let's just talk a little bit about the stage because I know you like going to plays. Personally, I'm a musical kind of girl. So am I. I, Like, I'm indiscriminate about the stage. (laughs) Like, I love musicals. I love plays. I just love going to the theatre, I think, in general. I love the opera, ballet. Have you been in a play? Myself? Yeah. Like as a child, yeah, not as an adult. What plays have you been in at school? Um, Little Red Riding Hood. Obviously, I was Little Red Riding Hood. Was it? A, I had a, was great it a singing outfit. part or just speaking? No, straight, straight theatre, okay. straight acting, just play. Um, what else was I in? I was gonna say, give me your best Red Riding Hood, very scared look, but I'm not gonna make you do that on screen. No, I had a great outfit on to the cape on point. Uh, what else was I in? Like at school, like school plays, like Amdram type things. Mm. Gosh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. What were you in? I'm pro- like I probably so, all like same sort of musicals. No, so in Hong Kong in my school, we didn't have a lot of this type of play. We had the Nativity play. Oh, of course, um, yeah. I was one of the three angels. I think probably because I had long hair. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but actually, I remember when I was um, in nursery, we had one of those like end of school, like graduation plays. Hong Kong was very forward thinking. It was about being kind to the environment. Like it was a made up play. We had one that was like trees swaying in the breeze. Guess what I was, though, in my kindergarten play? What? I was a bin bag. <laughs> I was a tree that I know I remember I was a tree (laughs) I don't remember what the part played but I remember I was a bin bag and actually that wasn't even the most memorable thing that (laughs) happened that evening 
we were at this like massive like convention center we obviously the play was just open to parents and and family and at the end I remember I was leaving and this little boy from my class gave me a flower and asked me to marry him I love that you remember it but you look so traumatized still by it I think I ran away I don't think I said anything and I feel so bad I remember how the little boy looked exactly in my brain when we were like four or five but I don't know his name don't know what happened to him I just I'm sorry whoever that was (laughs) I could have handled it better (laughs) but um and then at school here we had pantomime um yeah but I wasn't I wasn't partaking in that I was gonna say look I yeah I've never sang in like a musical or anything because I'm not I'm not a great singer (laughs) but yeah I mean we used to have to act in plays Mm. we did like like Midsummer Night's Dream things like that like Shakespearean mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, actually, I suddenly remembered in English literature at school in Hong Kong, we had to study um, Joan of Arc. Yeah. I feel like we did a like short play, maybe. I mean, pretty traumatizing book to read, to be honest. Um, and we also did Taming of the Shrew. I yeah, think I was going to say, some Shakespeare. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Macbeth. So, first of all, I will go to a play with you at some point. I went to a great play last weekend, Bad Jews, Kate off Broadway, um, or, sorry, from Broadway. Uh, was on here for a limited run. Really funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like you would have really enjoyed it. It was great. I think I'm not opposed to them. It's just quite an alien thing to me. So, yeah, I'll keep an open We get mind. dinner afterwards. Like, okay. it's okay. It's my it's still part reward of- for sitting through it. Um, I'm much no, more of a yeah. musical girl um, probably because I was classically trained in music like so for me music is a big emotive thing so my favorites yeah. of course We Will Rock You which sadly has gone forever um, Queen is amazing I went to see actually I did go to see the remake of it uh, a couple years ago now okay it was bizarre. I did not like it. I went with a few people um, who've not seen the original. Right. And they really enjoyed it. But they've changed all the lyrics to woke lyrics. Oh, no. I know. And I really no. didn't like it. Because the original. You shouldn't have to mess. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have to mess with the classic. Nobody messes with Freddy. I have to say, um, I went to see Moulin Rouge, which I think I told mm-hmm. you about a few months ago. Um and they've updated all the songs, but it's great. Like, it's re- like the songs are really good. Um, and they've kept all the, like, really good classics, but just updated with some new ones, which I really enjoyed. So I would recommend that if you are in the hunt for a new I've musical. actually, sorry, sidebar again, I've been to the actual Moulin Rouge. Yeah. But when I was way too young, we were on this family <laughs> holiday, different parts of Europe, like a guided holiday type thing and I remember going to like the red light district and people doing the can can I remember being mortified so we went in and I had orange juice because I was a child so that's how young I was and I remember seeing like these beautiful ladies doing the can can but when they kick the legs up obviously there's like things there that I wouldn't expect to see and I remember being so traumatized by the whole experience 
<laughs> like what is this show what is happening and then obviously my poor parents are like saying they're super awkward oh, I love God. that your parents took you to the Moulin Rouge it was part of the it was very it was part of the tour I think everybody was I know but the fact that they like took you along I know it was weird um so Chicago yes I've seen Fantastic. both the musical and the film yeah uh, they're just different. I don't think you can compare. I, I never ever compare films of musicals because mm. what you ha- witness on stage is so different. It's a different connection, isn't it? Because it's right in yeah. front of you. Um, Lamey's just so good. And Phantom. I want to love Phantom, but you don't. I love the songs. <laughs> I okay I don't think I'm spoiling this for anyone but every time I watch Phantom which indicates clearly I've been many times (laughs) I always make sure I sit where the chandelier will drop like it literally every single time it's just such a rush I know it's coming but it's just so such good theatrics so for me that the thing that evokes that emotion for me is Lion King no, I refuse. I've not gone oh, to see the musical and I won't. It, it makes me weep. And you know I'm not a weeper. The, the animation, sure. But I refuse. Uh, I dare you to come and sit with me and not be moved by it. It's not they, about they, that. They I, think, I think I will be moved because of the story. But it's not a real it's lion. It's so good. No. <laughs> it's so good. Sorry, so I'm, I'm no oh, <laughs> I think a few of sense. these things like which people try to put on the stage I'm just not accepting unless it's oh, you, there's a real bloody lion open on your there. mind open your mind okay. all I can say to that what else have I seen that I really enjoyed um Hamilton is up there for me I don't know now I think I'm feeling because we've been talking about musicals I'm getting back into concerts and gigs I think I think I'll be more up for them now yeah yeah so that's it for this episode where we talked about small screen stage other entertainment thanks for listening bye subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on instagram at culturally speaking podcast you can also check out our website culturallyspeaking.co.uk for a transcript of this episode share your stories or your show ideas with us by sending us an email at theculturallyspeaking@gmail.com. at gmail.com